Bar Friday, $100 budget edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by GameTime. GameTime has last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. And in honor of Veterans Day, everything in the merch store is 10% off with the promo code VETS. Also, proceeds from this sale will be donated to Mission 22, a nonprofit serving those who have served. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. Should I have done your little to... thing coming in? Oh, right. I got a whole. I got a whole thing. Hold on. We used to read Blood Horse magazine. I got my Cuban link. Yes, on. Cuban B. <laughs> and I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. I got ice all over my body, looking like a snowman. Big rocks in the grill, dancing like a slow jam. My chain's so heavy, I'm walking like an old man. Try me, you. Welcome to the show. Uh, joining me, piping in earlier. Uh, you might know him. As just being in the game for a long time, talking horses, picking horses. You maybe know him from his fantastic podcast. That's what G said. Might know him from his NFL Blitz Sunday morning pick show with a friend of the show, Uncle Rico. Uh, regardless of wherever you know him, you probably love him. Joining us from where the city where the skinny, scary. <laughs> Sorry, I may have already messed it up. My Vince Staples line I picked out for him. <laughs> Joining us from the city. Where the skinny carries strong heat. Northside Long Beach. Northside. Northside. Gino Bacola. What's up, Gino? So much drama in the LBC. It's kind of hard being G-I-N-O-B as uh, we get ready to talk some Del Mar, my friend. Wolfie, I'm pumped. I will say, as we are talking right now, it just started pouring on Wednesday, like in Long Beach. So something just to keep in mind and monitor as I think it might be some wet weather in the next few days. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Cause that's, that's like, I hear rain and I'm, I'm not used to the noise of rain out here in Southern California. I always think it's something else. Like, so, you know, it, I, I guess I, it is rain. I always love how the TVG crew in, in Southern California, whenever rain is coming, like they definitely react like they're, uh, di- you know, Dennis did you Quaid. see the pictures of me out at, morning workouts uh, last week i didn't, see, I didn't so, see it so last week a morning workouts i was out there and i'm not used to being up early in the morning other than for my son and i'm out you know here so i'm not used to being up in cold early in the morning is a better way right, of putting it right right and i right. was up at the track about 4 45 a.m to about 10 for like nine days in a row and the first day was like the coldest and i was the least prepared for it and every day following that i had double like i had a few people that were like i didn't know the breeders cup was in alaska this year you know i was like hey hey you know what i'm a softy when it comes to weather and the one thing that, that people don't realize it was 41 in the morning it was 88 in the day later. oh yeah it's the oh, range yeah. that's what gets you right it's not necessarily that like 
it was so, so cold, but it was the difference between where it gets in the morning at the lowest and where it gets at the highest. I'm three hours later, I'm sweating. I'm at my son's Halloween carnival. The heat is bouncing off the blacktop. And I'm, I'm thinking about how a few hours later I was shivering. I had gloves on top of my gloves. I couldn't even, I had like the one finger out to tweet, tweet, like tweet finger. That was like my tweet finger. You know, that was it. at least you didn't go with the full like gloves on just using your nose to uh to press the uh the buttons on the yeah. on the iphone uh yeah. so we, we've entered the portion of the show that i i like to call musings um i this week have asserted myself as uh mu- much as uh barry the sniper spears is the michelangelo of the crying michael jordan i feel i've asserted myself this week of the as the michelangelo of the bing ai image creator yes. um First of all, if you've been following my Instagram and seeing these things, you're welcome. Uh, two, you ever play with the Bing AI, Gino? I, I have messed with it a little bit. The the images are fantastic, just yeah. unbelievable, and I am I'm very excited to see the uh, the the snapshots that we've got coming soon. Oh, well, I, I literally sent those to you early so that you could just consider them and give me like all of your your like well thought out crafted. Yeah, we're 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 audio only, baby. Yeah, like, no, no, no. But there there are snapshots that anyone has not seen can see oh, on yeah. your socials as well. Oh I'm yes, saying. and those oh, yes. are amazing, amazing. So we've got Wolfie, uh-huh. a- actual Wolf, yeah, actual Wolfie smoking. That's a blunt. Oh no, that's a joint. Smoking the joint. I use I use spliff. So it was spliff. A little bit of both. Yeah, it gave me like a little bit of a backwoods vibe, and then also a little bit of a of a cone, like raw cone vibe. And you're reading your racing form, which is great. Yeah. Which is yeah. great. And yeah. you're rocking your Arkansas hat. You've got your chain. You've got your hoodie. This is beautiful. The alien. Gotta love the alien with the gold chain rocking right next oh, to yeah. you as well. And I think my favorite one is the wolf staring straight at my eyes, holding the big fat spliff cigar with that racing form coming right at me with the yeah. ears coming out the hood. Right, that's, right. That's- ears out the hood is killer. I might be asking me, hey, Wolf Oakland, how come all your AI dreamatorium creations are wearing gold chains? <laughs> to you i say we choose did we choose to go to the moon because it was easy no we choose to do the better things and the more awesome things because they are more difficult i have to type in more letters i have to type in the words gold cuban link chain to every single ai prompt it was like a bobcat and kermit i got both of those with your invitation there Yeah, yeah i got a little bit of both you know, uh, on an episode of the gymnasium, uh, for some reason, uh, when I was going on a tangent about how I hate the gritty and I wish everyone would stop doing it, uh, I got a uh, we decided it was Adam Thielen. That was the voice of Adam Thielen. Sure, the okay. Ultimate, ultimate gritty hater. Oh, sure, sure. That, that gritty stole jobs. I know. know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Did you? Someone was doing that was gritty in, in college this weekend, was like gliding across. It was some, some, Good, good stuff. Unfortunately, I like a little bit of an athlete. Okay, I just didn't get it as much on the dance floor. I'm I'm fine. I'll yeah. I'll get I'll let loose if I have to. But I don't know. I can I can do like uh you know my footwork and basketball is fine. But I'd have a I have a tough time 
following the choreography yeah. once it, it becomes dance and speeding up. I just, I don't think I would make it very far on the dancing with the stars. I would try and I would cry when I got eliminated because I care what other people think of me way too much, but man, man, I, I, I probably would struggle. I, uh, I have a edge over most other white people, which is I can move my shoulders. Okay. It's like the, I get that those actually hinge, which I've, most of the Caucasian population does not have that benefit. I've got the, the normal white guy problem in that. I don't ever know what to do with my hands. Do I there roll the go. dice? Right. You, Am I rolling yeah. the dice? Do I raise the roof? Yeah, do you raise the roof? Right. Cause you, you drive know, a gigantic motorcycle say, chopper. Like, do you go the little where you're kind of like, eh, yeah. I don't know. That doesn't really yeah. work well for me. So I kind of like, Hey, yeah. you know, that, and I'm always looking at my hands and I'm like, what are you doing with your hands? You know, I, I, yeah. so that's, that's my problem. I, I sometimes just get back to the dice. Cause I think comically it's a little bit, yeah. I'm rolling the dice that Seth Rogen in 40 year old version. He's doing the dice thing. Oh, you know, you know. your, your dice almost has like a, it's like an inverted dice. Yeah, roll, back. Like cow, cow milk. Like yeah. if you were the cow sort of, I like the move. Yeah. yeah. You, like, you like that. I, yeah. I like that. The double, the double, uh, yeah. <laughs> We'll call it the the snake eyes. You, you got to blow yeah. on them too before, yeah, right? Blow yeah. on them and then, yeah, to keep for one to keep your dice hot and for courtesy to and the teats. lubrication also. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. absolutely. Yes. Let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today. We're talking about the Delmar Friday card, hundred dollar budget. It's going to be one of those shows. Best plays on the Delmar Friday. That's Friday, November seventeenth, year of our Lord, twenty twenty three. Card first post. Is going to be 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 God's time, 12.30, what I call specific time. And how's it break down? It's a $100 budget. Any race, any wager type is eligible. Whatever makes that money. We're just trying to grow the bankroll. We want to get that sort of generational wealth. They'll let you say things like, uh, let's see. Let's find a good one I haven't used in a minute. Oh, I'll find it eventually. I got to organize these sound drops. Here we go. Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> With your broke ass. <laughs> Gonna yeah. be feeling that. That's, be that's feeling what that. we're, we're trying. It just, you know, just great generational wealth. Buy the whole cigarette truck kind of money. All right. Before we get into it, we got to get some words in from some friends. Uh, in honor of Veterans Day. Everything in the merch store is 10% off with the promo code VETS. That's V-E-T-S, VETS. All proceeds from the, the sale will be donated to Mission 22, a nonprofit serving those who have served. So support a great cause and score some sweet gear. Store at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code VETS. We're also brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book, trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. Prop sides, totals, live betting, Bet 365 has you covered. If you like boosts, you're going to love Bet 365. Like a 30% profit boost on your NFL same game parlays. Plus, they even have an early payout offer if your team goes up by 17 points. Sign up today and choose from two bonus offer either a $1,000 no sweat bet or get a five or a $5 get 150 in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet 365. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365 or use the sign up code in the link for the show bio. Problem gambling call 1 800 Gambler. And we're also brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy, who has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. 
NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. You sign up with promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And Daddy needs to get a little rehydration break in after that. There we go. All right. So we're sipping on some scissorp over there. It's no, it's not a dirty sprite. Don't. don't I think you've been talking a lot about. Yeah, I was gonna say you've been talking about vanilla Jameis. I thought maybe you were because that was a Jamarcus Russell thing, right? Wasn't that a a scissor? Oh yeah, yeah. He got busted with like a lot of syrup too. Like a, a like he got the cost. He had the Costco syrup with him, like the two liter bottle filled with it. I think Jamarcus was. Jameis playing style years before Jameis, right? Oh, like hands down, but not even, but like, I mean, I'm not even going to, Jameis is better. Like Jameis has had more success, but like, that was like early feelers of like what Jameis built himself on. We're not going to get too deep into the, into the NFL, but I do want your take on my take that uh, Josh Allen might be vanilla Jameis. Oh yeah. That's why, that's why I was thinking about it. We spoke about this the other day and you're coming off a nice night where it's funny. Allen had another turnover and, they it's so weird because if you look at a lot of the bills metrics, they're like really towards the top in, in like EV, EPA per play and, uh, and the like yeah. advanced metrics, but they just turn the ball over. So it's one of those things where if they just did that a little bit less, they'd be a much better team. I think that's spot on. I like it. It's yeah. a good call. I also, it makes me think of that C Thomas Howell movie uh, where he goes to Harvard and blackface with uh, who is it? Uh, yeah. J- J- James Earl Jones was it? Was that big? It was oh, was it like no soul soul man, soul yeah. brother, God, something like that. God, that movie would never get made now. No. All right, so, looking at this, uh, Gito sent me his plays earlier. I didn't have anything in race soul man. Soul man, boom. Uh, I didn't have anything at race one. Uh, no, me, me neither. It's it's a little short, and I couldn't really find any value in race number one what the way that i'm going to approach this wolfie with my four so i'm pretty simple with how i did it I, sure. i'm gonna have four 25 dollar win wagers on horses that i think are going to be between like four and six to one so yeah, sure. basically my approach is if one of my horses wins i'm didn't really lose any money right if two right. of them win then i'm in great shape and then three and then four what i'll also do is i'll give folks two horses separately that I'm going to single or I would key in exotics that are shorter prices, but they're not favorites. They're races where I'm trying to beat the favorite. So for me, kind of boring or simple with my 25, but the way I set it up is where I really only need one of my four horses to hit. And then I'm in good shape. Anything above that, I'm in really good shape. I, I kind of looked through it and I was like, where where are the stretches? What what are the the sequences of races like that are uninterrupted where I actually like things? And I keyed in on the uh pick three go running from race two through race four. Which and is then funny. the daily We yeah. have my horses are in those races too, right? We talked about it two, three, and four. And because it's I think it's because there's such short fields that it's such a great spot to take any sort of like uh, kind kind of uh you know yep. play which is what I'm trying to do with the pick three we'll go ahead we'll jump to, into it and race two is five furlong sixty one thousand dollar California bread maiden special weight on the turf I'm in for forty dollars here and it's in the form of a ten dollar pick three 
And I thought that this was an excellent spot to play a very scaled up pick three running through a horse I consider to be a bona fide single in a maiden race. I'm turning this pick three into basically a two by two daily double using what I hope will be a free square with the chalk before Man of Rose six to five. I I think that the cutback will hit this one right in between the eyes. And I think that this one will be controlling the pace and win it on the front. Uh, It's the, you know, this kind of horse that I want to single. No muss, no fuss, likes to run on the front, doesn't need to set up. So in this race, I'm using the four. We'll get into the other races, so I will save a little bit of mystery for the other legs. Uh, Let's hit race three where Gino has his first play. Seven furlongs, $32,000. Now winners of two lifetime claimer on the dirt. Gino, what say ye? I looked to the outside in here, the Philly YOLO calls. I like horses uh, like this where you can go through her four race career and everything makes sense. There's nothing, there's no races that you look at and you're like, what the heck happened? Why did this horse run so poorly? Or why did they jump up so randomly? Uh, In her career debut, she debuted at Belterra. She actually ran a really good third in a race against Maiden Special Weights on the turf. And following that, she was off for a year. From June of 2022 to June of 2023, almost a full year. She shows back up for a new barn. And it's like they're trying to figure out where she fits. Right. They just don't really know. They bring her to Southern California against Maiden Special Weights and she doesn't really fire. But following that race, she's off again for a couple months, which couldn't have been a positive that after being off for an entire year, you come back, you run one race, and then you're off again for a few months. But right. when she shows back up, she moves from the turf to the dirt. And she shows back up in August at Del Mar against maiden $50,000 claimers. She actually faced a horse named Sweet Mother Mary. And in that race, she had a good start, but she was four wide in a group that were all battling for early position. And she had to back out. She ends up losing like two lengths of positioning. She comes all the way up to challenge. She takes the lead briefly, but she just tires in the final like 100 yards. She was second. And battling it out. And then that last little bit was just too much for her. I don't think it was a distance thing. I think it was more of the way the race shaped up. Because then she comes back in her next race. Six and a half was fine for her. I just think that she moved a little early. She had some speed that way. She's going to sit off really nicely in here, Wolf. She's drawn very, very well. And uh, I think if we just eliminate that one poor race, all of a sudden her form looks better. And I think she's just going to offer us some nice value in here. YOLO calls is a play for me. I've got 25 to win on this horse on the outside at four to one. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on YOLO calls. Also, you mentioned basically everything that I like. Now I use two horses here in this leg of the uh, daily of the uh, pick three. Uh, which were the the four La Paloma, uh, sorry La Paloma Blanca, who I believe is the favorite in that race. Uh, here's the problem with La Paloma Blanca: it's that I don't think that this horse can get the seven furlongs. I think that this might be a horse that just wants yeah. five and a half, like yep. it just a, a short, short sprinter. Maybe send this horse to the Los Alamitos to start running the hooks. Um, I, I like almost to- played this horse just so I could make a reference to La Flama Blanca. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, the white, the white 
Lame. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but you know, I, I, I stayed with YOLO calls, but anytime we can throw in Kenny powers anywhere, we, we have to. Yeah. I, I think that YOLO calls might also be the only horse in the race that wants the seven furlongs can get the seven furlongs. It will step it's up a and nice take trip. distance. Yeah, yep. exactly. I, with the outside draw in a race like this in a small field where you have a, a few of these horses that have some speed, but also can sit a little bit. I, I actually like the outside with the options that it gives you with the speed rider like Maldonado. Cause then if some of these horses don't go, they can be more forwardly placed, but if not, no problem sitting off third or fourth, like she did last time. YOLO calls, baby. You only live once. Let's do this, Wolf. There we go. I'm in for a $20 win bet on YOLO calls. So ideally, Man of Rose has won. Yep. And I am live to YOLO calls as well as, as well as La Paloma Blanca. And I'm either, if I missed on Man of Rose, then I have this win bet alive to a hot horse that's an overlay that you and yep. I both can agree on. Yep. Uh, you know, as a saver. If not, I'm pressing my top opinion in the race. So, moving on. This would be my last leg of this pick four, so I'll lead it off. Race four, eight furlongs, $25,000 claimer on the turf. Uh, I'm in for a $10 win bet here, uh, and I'm going to drop the 10 on the four, Unfaithful Ways. Uh, Unfaithful Ways is an angle that I really like. It's something that I actually use for for YOLO calls. It's a, what I like to call a dirty little pig boy angle. Little pig boy. <laughs> Can I get the definition? Little pig boy. He's that pathetic, dirty bitch baby mistress gets to stand on. <laughs> He's the lone closer. A lone run style in a race is always dangerous because finding handicapping pace is about finding uh, occurrences where moderation doesn't exist, where you're greatly slanted one way or the other, be it towards early speed or be it towards uh, no speed. And when you find those ones that are slanted where you have it all loaded with speed, but you have one lone running style that doesn't fit, those horses are always dangerous. That's why I'm using unfaithful ways. Uh, I think it really likes this distance. I think it really likes this track uh, has run. So, you know, has been able to come from off the pace thus far in this meet, which it's going to have to do with nothing but speed, you know, loaded in here. Uh, I also love that this horse is getting a substantial weight break. That's something that people, I think, overlook a little bit. The Bug Boy Jocks, while you have an experience, you have a horse that's, you know, carrying five, six less pounds. It's a little bit of an edge. And I'll be live to this horse, ideally, uh, being paid out in the pick three. And if that's the case, once again, I'm pressing a strong opinion with the, with the uh, four unfaithful ways, uh, with you know, with the win bet. If I'm not alive in the pick three, then I'm still playing a strong opinion with the win bet. Uh, and then I'm also using... Uh, the two to finish up the pick three, uh, Caterini, who I think is probably your most likely winner. Uh, Unfaithful Ways is the the uh, horse that I'm more prone to win bet, though. Uh, Gina, who'd you have in and race four? You got the, the Ropers who own Unfaithful Ways, so they'll be knocking on your door. They'll go. be waiting for you, right? Um, this is where, unfortunately, we will go our separate ways, my friend, because uh, I Aww. actually do. In, in in my early exotics, one's I have, not company, Gino. I had one, is it? I have ca uh, unfaithful ways though as a player. So I because I do think there are versions of this race, just like you said. That's how I try to play it out in my head a lot of times when I'm doing playing pick threes and pick fours. Is what versions of this race are going to be run? Right? There are versions where all the speed horses go. There are versions where none of the speed horses go. I try to play it out 
like you would, you know, on on any type of uh, um, uh, any type of situation a hundred times, right? Or any type of simulation right. like that. For me, right. the horse who I actually think might, I'm, I'm, and it's based on the tactics that I'm hoping they choose because of the rider that's jumping aboard is the number three Isacourt. Uh, Rispoli is jumping aboard. And I think that means that they're going to try to be a little bit more patient with this horse because she okay. can sit and pass. And if she can sit like third, she will be the one to get the jump on some of the deeper closers. If you look at her last three turf races, she has had legitimate trouble in all three of them. And they're all going a mile on the turf. Her last race, she had a brutal trip, just put a line right th- through it. She had a good start but she was wide going into the turn and the wide trip just caught up with her all the way around Two back though on July the 30th. She's at this level. She runs a really good third at four to one. She's in a field of 10 that day. She saves ground. She gets caught in a little bit of traffic and you know, she just misses second inside uh, by the time she got room, she started moving. So I'm hoping that she trips out not necessarily on mushrooms or the way that Chase and I have through our year, more of a get a good trip in the race um, situation for Issa court. I think less, uh, less a lock myself in the bathroom at a friend's party and try to work out the issues with my, have my father in the mirror sort of trip, you know, those dark ones, those dark ones, less psychedelics, (laughs) less pharmaceuticals, more just, the trick of cl- the race clean, clean clean paths yeah exactly. that's smooth yeah. journey is what we're talking yeah. um i i like the pick i i kind of like what now that you mentioned the the change in jockeys and therefore maybe the change in tactics i mean i can go back to a race january 16th at santa anita and who they have up they got no no one but the uh hall of famer johnny b who you can think of as a very very patient rider very yep. still hands uh, yep. So I, I, you know, the horse gets the win uh, in that race. So I can kind see of sitting it off a little bit, right? That's yep. si- si- I'm hoping second, third, fourth is where Issachar is sitting in this race and letting someone else kind of do the dirty work. Third and fourth would be perfect. Like if there are two horses out there battling and she's able to sit right behind them. Um, yep. And I will also in my other exotics, because I mentioned I like YOLO calls a little bit, and then I'm going to have a horse in the fifth race. So I'll probably I, – I will play some exotics myself on the on the end and kind of maybe mess, mess around and put them together. I would absolutely be using Unfaithful Ways because I think that there are many versions of this race where, you know, Katerine, where you get Caterini up front, you get Rose Barton up front, you get On Purpose stretching out, and Issachar. They could all be pushing each other if they all get good beginnings and want to go. So yeah. I, I'm pretty confident that Unfaithful Ways will come running in this race. Hopefully, Issacourt can have that tactic change and, and sit a nice trip. All right. Well, we're going to get a word in from our friends at game time real quick. Uh, I don't know uh, about Gino. I have a feeling that he's probably the same as me. I, I don't like to make plans. I don't know. I Personally, I just don't know if I'm going to live uh, from day to day. Uh, life is hard here down in the uh, agrarian culture that I live in in Arkansas. Uh, so I don't ever buy my tickets in advance. Well, good thing the folks at Game Time have me covered with their last-minute flash deals for things like sports, music, comedy, anything, your church social, probably not. But if they could, they would. You have to check out Game Time. You can browse through their app, see what's going on around you, where you can get last-minute tickets. You can forget planning months in advance. 
and get those exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, everything. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're brought to you by the good nerds at Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire play. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit H-O-F. That's Hotel Ontario Foxtrot Bets.com and use code SGPN. That's Sam Golf Papa November to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And got to get myself a little bit of the old hydration back in. Courtesy of Peter Pan Bus Line. (laughs) All right. That was very well done. That was a beautiful read. It's a beautiful read. Thank you. I've gotten, dude, I, I feel like I've gotten like, not like gold medal, but I'll say like, borderline silver probably like bronze metal good at reading things fast uh doing this it seems Qu- like Qu- you gotta process it it's something that you don't think about until you've done it a few times and then you start having to do it r- repeatedly and uh yeah i can see those wheels are moving wolfie i can see them yeah. uh them processing all that incredible information and you know what i've got coming up in the fifth race i've got, you a got? process of elimination handicapping angle you ever do those where you're looking at the race and you just are able to start eliminating horses, right? And then you get back to the one horse where you're looking at going, there's just the least that I have to knock on this horse. And this horse could have a lot of upside. So I look at the fifth race at Del Mar. And that's like, that's my main angle in this one with the number five Pioneer Prince. You know, in this field, XL calculator, mixed O, bad sneakers, and Maona K bound, they all come out of the same race. So four of the horses in this field all exit that same race. I didn't really like the race very much. Bad Sneakers is a twice-beaten favorite now. Mixto has been in a couple graded stakes races and dropped out and really hasn't done a whole lot better against Maiden Company. XL Calculator was in that same race. Ship and Scam is 0 for 13 and has been defeated by Calbreds. And this is an open maiden special weight. So I look at all those horses. I have knocks on all of them. The one horse who I don't have any knocks on is Pioneer Prince. And I look at Pioneer Prince who's going to try the dirt for the first time. What I like too is his debut turf race. He ends up in a loaded race. There were four next out winners in that race. The uh, conclude is a four-time winner, is a grade two winner, and is a three-time stakes winner. Dandy Man Shines won two in a row, just won the Let It Ride stakes last week. The fourth-place finisher in that race, Valiancer, won two in a row and was third in the stakes. The fifth-place finisher won next out and then was second in a stakes race. So debut race, Pioneer Prince has a brutal trip, and it's in a really, really tough race. And then following that race, he's off for eight months. So I know there was some kind of a physical issue. He then shows back up on October the 27th. And that day, he shows a lot more speed. 
he kind of gets bumped around a, a little bit at the start. Um, but then he kind of battles for the lead inside. He's back to second. He sits two off and he moves again to engage. It was a really good effort. He just ran like a horse who probably needed a race off of the eight month layoff. Now he puts two together. And I looked at his dirt pedigree. So his dam was a graded stakes winner on the dirt and lots of success sprinting on the dirt. He had two siblings to race uh, on the dirt. They're all dirt races. One of them was two for three. The other was 0 for 2, but we finished third in both of those races, including a mile and an eighth race at Saratoga. So there's a lot of dirt in this pedigree. This horse has a bunch of upside. He's going to go second start off the bench. And I just don't like the rest of this field. He has a reason to be a good dirt horse. I think he's, he's going to offer us really nice value in here, Wolfie. The five in race number five, Pioneer Prince, 25 to win. That's exactly where I would go to, quite honestly, if I were to be playing this race. For one, uh, I love Papa Mandela. Omaha Beach, it should have been you. Uh, two, uh, a horse is coming off of two trouble trips where it has excuses. And like you said, uh, you you said process of elimination. I call it the, this is the only horse I can't definitively say sucks. Angle. Yeah. That's that's exactly what it is. Yep. It's it's how you end up with horses like that's how you end up on new shooters and maiden claiming races mm -hmm. and you know horse exactly horses like this who haven't showed you what their best ability quite is yet. Uh I believe we both ended up skipping over race six, uh yep. which was the five furlong uh state bred uh maiden special weight on the it's turf. there's just a ton of first timers. They're just not that's what's hard about the race in particular. Right. There's just not much to go off. I think only one hor two horses in the race have raced uh, with experience. And so it's just a lot of first time starters in a cowbred race. So that was, yeah, that was when I skipped also. Plus you have like four also eligibles and for us giving picks, like we, we're not actually sure what the pace, you know, pace set up and everything of this race is going to look like. Cause you might have something scratched out and this race may race may look completely different from what a, you know, another race that we gave you that hasn't had scratches, you know, would look like. So moving to race, Seven. You might be thinking there isn't any value in race seven. Whoa, ho, ho. No says I. Uh, I do believe there is value, but the value is probably going to be in the form of the daily double. I'm playing a $10 daily double here. Uh, King singling one specific horse. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm saying I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now it's going to be the Bob Baffert horse, Fort Bragg, nine to five. I think that they're really trying to figure this horse out, but I also think that they're dropping this horse into much easier competition for him to figure it out. This looks like a tune up for maybe trying a sprint down the road, especially at six and a half furlongs. You have to think that that Fort Bragg is probably going to be looking at, uh, I just like go ahead and like to congratulate Fort Bragg on his uh, victory on the, in the Malibu, uh, on the day after Christmas, uh, 2023. Uh, cause I, and I've already congratulated at least six Bob Baffert horses this year for that for, for the Malibu for their Malibu victories. But I'm sure they'll all be running in it. They'll all be against each other. That'll be the field. Uh, our buddy, the sniper Barry, had a wicked beat on the Pat Day Mile Day, where he absolutely loved Fort Bragg, and Fort Bragg just ran too good to lose that day. Got beat by General Jim, and then came back after and has run really well. I thought it was a two horse race myself. I thought it was just Fort Bragg and Sir Atticus as the two. I think you got to pick which one of the two maybe in exotics, the way you're going to go, maybe Sir Atticus sends hard from the inside. I would, 
if I were going to play a late pick four or something, I would probably pick one of the two and single them. And I might go to Serraticus, but if you have other price horses, like the horse that I'm going to talk about in the next race, I think yep. you can play a double with the two of them or even play exotics with them and then key in on a price horse. It's all about structure, right? So right. I don't have a problem playing shorter prices if on the back end, you're going to have some other bigger prices. It's just, I did, I just don't play tickets where you're going to lose money or there's really even an opportunity to lose money because a lot of times I'd, I'll find a different way to play them. You know, I, I see people will play the three by three by three by three pick fours. I'm fine doing that if they're all prices, sure. right? Or if one of the legs is like a shorter leg and then the other three are, are a bunch of prices, it just... You don't want to go ABC, 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 ABC all the time because then if it right. goes AAAA, you're going to lose money. Yeah, and it's uh, it basically when I see those tickets that are like three by three by three, it's like, okay, so tell me you didn't have an opinion without telling me that you didn't have an opinion exactly. in a race. Exactly. Um, so you mentioned some prices rolling it into. So I'm going to roll Fort Bragg going for Baffert first time Lasix. I think this one, I, I hope this one could be, you know, is a walkover at least. Uh Gonna use four flag in the finale, the eight for long twenty thousand dollar non-winners of I mean they're basically something. cousins. They they yeah. rhyme. The names rhyme. Yeah, you they're, had to like Fort Bragg yeah. and Four Flag. I mean yeah, they're yeah, related. Totally. Yeah. And on a on a show that's so hip hop themed, just the love for for syllabic co- compatibility really couldn't be any better. And then I'm also gonna use a horse I think Gino might like too, the 10, big coop at six to one, Absolutely. uh to to round out the uh the daily double. So uh, I've got one last win bet left. Gino, let, let's hear it. What's your last play here uh, in race eight? Yeah, Big Coop is the one that you just mentioned. The number 10, he's six to one on the morning line. He had been off for almost two years, almost two full years. He had not raced from November of 2021 till October 14th of 2023. So anytime that happens, first off, I always think that Whomever likes this horse, that the fact that they kept this horse around for two full years. There's a lot of horses that when they have that type of an injury, they'll find another career, right? It's just, it's very expensive to keep horses either in training or at the farms and eat, you know what I mean? Like you're, so you're having to keep them like out there valets, you're paying for grooms, you're paying for hot, like you're paying for them to be out there. So I'm looking at a horse like this and thinking they've liked this horse to want to keep him on the track. And honestly, his entire career before the layoff, he didn't really have one bad race. And then when you watch his last race, it really wasn't bad either. And it wasn't far off from a lot of the speed figures he was running earlier in his career. And we have to think it was a shake the rust off kind of a race. There's no way he was going to be his sharpest and most fit and at his best off of that long of a layoff. And now what's nice for big coop with this horse, we know he's got a lot more speed than it looks like he showed in that last race too, because he actually had a fast start, but he didn't go on with it. Look at how fast they went in that race for a mile. They went sub 22 fractions. They went 44 and two for a flat mile. They're not going to be going that fast in here. And he will be a lot closer in this race, just a lot more forwardly placed from the outside, like his races were before. He just has versatility to him. And yep. he got, sh- once he was settled, he was sixth, about eight lengths off. 
And then he got shuffled back even more on the inside, kind of sneaky that you can't even really see. He had to move from 10 lengths off and he actually closed really well late. I, I thought the race looks better on paper than if you just looked at it first glance. And I know this horse is better. And even it comes down to like a basic thing. I love playing Leonard Powell horses from like a really right. simple sense because right. he's a good trainer. I know that he always puts horses in spots that are logical and he doesn't get bet very often. Like yeah. he's not a well-known on the national scale trainer. He's not, he's not Peter Miller. He's not Bob no. Baffert. He's not Papa Mandela. Yeah, no, I'm with you completely. And on, and like in grass, he's, you find his horses in grass races. A lot of the times he has some good connections internationally. So he'll bring or he'll ship horses in sometimes that it, he, he did a, a great job with a horse named soy Fett which was like one of the best claims ever that he claimed yeah. this horse and he completely flipped this horse's career around. Yeah. And it was, I think one of the things that was funny, we like Mike Joyce interviewed him the day. And I think he asked him like, what, what did you do? And he, he said something along the lines like, I fed him. He was hungry. He like, I just started feeding him more. And he wanted to eat. And it was, it was like really funny. Cause it was like such a bait, like a really simple response, but it was like, I, I always laughed and, uh, Shout out to Leonard Powell. Let's see if we can get big coop home for my final $25 play. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I, I want to say that I didn't realize until I think it was this breeders cup weekend that Leonard Powell was so overwhelmingly French. Uh, oh yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I see the name Leonard Powell and I'm thinking like, okay, power forward played for the, for the, you know, Phoenix suns this year. Nope. Nope. Very, very much a, a white French guy, uh, which was, so I guess it's like a, a Leonard powell uh sort of sort of situation i guess um so for my last play i'm a ten dollar win and so i'm gonna do kind of the flip of what i did earlier through my pick three which was uh playing my pick three and then also playing my stronger bets to win here if fort bragg wins like i hope so like i hope it will i'll have i'll be alive to two horses four flag big coop probably for pretty decent ten dollar daily doubles which is plays at about the five was it the five dollar or the ten would it be a five or ten multiplier at del mar i can never remember if they do two dollars be five doubles. five multiplier yeah five, so it'll be the five multiplier on the daily double there um which would still be a pretty good payout yep uh I'm going to drop a win bet on another horse that I really wanted to win bet, but couldn't justify using horizontally. And that's the six super chief at four to one. The reason I couldn't justify it was I kind of, I don't want a horse that's doing something for the first time at a super short price, but the four to one stays kind of right there. And the, having that mystery, the first on grass, the mayor hasn't dropped any other turf winners. It's okay if that horse beats me on the daily double. I'll go ahead and put down a ten dollar win bet, and probably if I that wins, it covers by far the you know price of my of my uh, horizontal play. It gives me another bullet in the chamber in the last race with along with the four flag and the horse that Gino liked, Big Coop, and you know it's a warm fuzzy feeling having that sort of that that blanket, not not just getting absolutely you know raw dogged in the last last leg as I like to say. Yeah, he's a, he's a major player in here. He's done so little wrong. And to, just like you're saying, you're doing not only one, two things, right? Turf and going long for the first time. So you right. just want to be rewarded for that. And if you get right. like seven to two plus, I think that is at least fair value on him not having to get shorter than that. Yeah, I mean, I hope that this feels like a horse that like 
computer wagering wise uh, at the tracks that allow computer wagering would get absolutely spanked just because it's a big speed figures horse going into it, despite yep. the fact that the speed figures are from, you know, dirt and not turf. You know, I also you look at was it Labrado? Uh, I was going to say that's where you 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 might you might be okay because it's not a big name barn, right? Right. You do have Hernandez who, while still being like a top jockey, he doesn't get the overwhelming support, right? Sure. Like like a, a Ortiz's will get or even a Pratt right. sometimes, you know. So that is maybe built into this too, is where if this same horse were, you know, with Sadler. Right. Right. Or like we said, like a Peter Mill or someone like that, yep. it might be two to one instead of four to one. For sure. Oh, that is it. That's my last win play. Gino, you fired all your bullets. I, yep. I take it. I got my four twenty fives. I got, uh, they're all in the four to one ish range. So hopefully they're uh, the two other horses. I just wanted to mention, you mentioned, uh, we mentioned one of them with the Fort Bragg race. I thought Sir Atticus was very live in there. If, uh, if you want to shorten up and maybe just use those two, or if you want to, you know, look at a horse to maybe beat the favorite there. I thought Sir sure. Atticus could go wire to wire in that race. Uh, my other kind of key in an exotic would be uh, right next to yours in race number two. I thought it came down to two horses, Mana Rose and Antonson. Uh, Antonson is the three who's the Carla Gaines runner. And Carla Gaines in one of those DRF formulator stats is just so much better second out than first out. She's one of those trainers that just, it's almost like, betters don't like hearing this it's not it's not that they don't try but they're not over preparing their horses to try to win first time out of the box right. they'd rather let like get the horse ready let them run the race and then after that race they start to build on them because now you've got more of a foundation and certain yeah. trainers do it different ways right like it just is a totally different way of doing it it's sort of like teams and players some players are always ready right off the bat to start a season other guys got to got to shake off some of their summer weight, right? We see Luca right. sometimes or like Jokic sometimes Shaq used to always be that way. He'd come in, got to, got to get a few pounds off. You know, um, I think Antonson will be much improved second time out. So maybe in a couple of races, if you just want to go a little shorter, Wolfie and I gave you some horses in those races where you don't have to go three or four or, or five deep. Yeah. You can shorten up. Absolutely. And you, you do a lot of really great work with the DRF formulator. Like I'm a big fan of the, the videos that I see, the stuff that you do for uh, uncle Rico's show on, on Tuesdays uh, with the DRF formulator and just kind of showing how valuable of a tool it can be to get in there, be able to have things like the to, stats you know, database, the replays, the yeah. uh, click on a horse's name and see, see the replay right there out there in front and, of and you. And what like, you're saying too is the convenience, especially when you're someone who does a lot of races and does a lot of handicapping, not having to go to a different website every single time you want to click. It's just boom, click on the race, boom, click on the chart, boom, here, what's the pedigree look like? Boom, I can go to this database and now I can manipulate the stats however I want over the last year or two years or five years, you know, for horses coming second start off a long layoff now. And then it's like anything, once you get familiar with the tools, like you and I talk about football, you know, with like uh, the DVOA stuff, you know, right. I like you get, it's like you get familiar with it and then you start like, how can I use this information? You may use it differently than I might, but it's right. like really good information. And that formulator is awesome. They're going to actually have a big sale coming up to Wolf uh, uh, Black Friday sale. That's like going to be one of their biggest ones they've ever had. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be yeah. pumping a lot of that in the next week or so. So I think it's going to start on Monday. If you follow me on Twitter, it's me, Gino B. I'll put out some videos and some descriptions because what's nice is like, if you know, you're going to use some of these products, 
you know, wait for them to have a sale and then load right. up because then right. you can have the credit for them. Like, oh, hey, you're going to play all throughout Oaklawn. So, you know, you're going to use past performances every day. Go right now when they have a sale, buy like a 10 pack or a, a quarterly, like a big one, save a bunch of money now. And then boom, when you need to use them for Oaklawn, they're there waiting for you and you've already saved money. So um, I try go. to remind people that way because that's that's one thing I do. And yeah, I, I've always loved using the, the DRF products there. I think they're super helpful and uh, hopefully they helped us uh, make uh, make some money for a few of the listeners out there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Gina, real quick before we get out, just let uh, let people know where they can find you and uh, what all what all you got going on right now because uh, he the man is out here putting out that content. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. It's me, Gino B. That's probably the best place to get everything. Uh, right now, I'm still working with Woodbine. They've got about a month left, so every day they're racing, I always have something, a video that will come out with either a pick five preview or a few best bets. If they have stakes races, I'll usually do analysis of their stakes races and talk about whichever ones those are. What's great about Woodbine, too, you can play those 20-cent wagers for a lot of folks for like oh, a yeah. lot of the different oh, wagers. Love so, Canadian 20-cent wagers. Oh, so that, that's a blast. And they've got pools like $50,000 pick five every Thursday, Friday, $100,000 every Saturday, Sunday. Um, working with Santa Anita, they'll be starting back up the day after Christmas. So I'll be covering their races every day. This year, we did it. Uh, working with Louisiana again, that was a blast. And I'm doing some social media stuff for DRF. So uh, a lot of the uh, the tweets that come out from DRF are mine. Um, so uh, you can come rip me if you want. I don't, it's not usually like in my voice on the DRF account though. You know what I mean? Like I'll, that's, I that's will fair. separate, I'll separate it. And like when I'm doing stuff on the DRF account, I try to be mainly just like factual stats, that kind of thing. I'll save sort of the goofy stuff on my own and then I'll retweet it from DRF. You see that there you that's go. what I'll do there. So yeah. That's the the membership has its privileges, right? Exactly. There. Look at that. Well, make sure you check out Gito. Thanks for dropping in. Uh we're gonna have guests later this week. We're gonna be talking uh all about the uh Churchill Downs, their yeah. late pick five for Saturday. You've got the Chaluki, I believe. Great they three Chaluki good on racing that card. Going and right then, now. Uh, I think Friday we'll more than likely tackle the uh Saturday Aqueduct card. Might do that alone. That might be a solo Wolfie special. We'll see. And I got to thank you for uh, stepping in the last few weeks. You've helped me and Eric out quite a bit. My work schedule was super busy. I was doing a lot of Breeders' Cup stuff and uh, a lot of freelance work. And you were awesome. Jumped right in a few different weeks for us, helping us out on uh, on different shows. And I had a blast talking about all the Sunday games with you last week. So I'm sure we'll need you again at some point in the next uh, <laughs> next few weeks. And we'll, we'll have, you'll, you'll get the bat signal again coming real soon. That works. I, I just wait in my underroos for that to come along. We will catch you next time with more Notorious OTV brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.